Welcome to the Ducks Unlimited podcast, the only podcast about all things waterfowl. From hunting insights to science-based discussions about ducks, geese, and issues affecting waterfowl and wetlands conservation in North America, we bring the resource to you. The DU Podcast with your host, Chris Jennings. Today, I've got a return guest and uh, we have Brooke Richard on. Brooke is the Corporate Relations Manager for Higdon Outdoors. And and some of our listeners may remember Brooke came on with us last year, probably about this time to talk spec hunting. But today we're going to go through a full rundown. We're going to talk decoys, you know, motion decoys. We're going to talk about everything Higdon Outdoors. Brooke, welcome to the show, man. Thanks for having me, Chris. Always a pleasure. Hey, Brooke, before we get started on, you know, the real gear oriented conversation, I really want to let you have an opportunity to just kind of introduce yourself to the audience, where you're from, where you live now, you know, where your hunting background come, comes from and, and what you do for Higdon. Sure. Well, that I'm taking a deep breath. <laughs> uh, I'm originally from Lafayette, Louisiana. Uh, grew up there, recently moved to Paducah, Kentucky to work for Higdon in 2016. So I've been here in Paducah, Kentucky uh, for about five years now. Um, I got involved in uh, really the outdoor industry, if you will, through competition duck calling. Uh, I used to compete uh, very proficiently in Main Street duck calling. Um, that's kind of what got me to the table today as far as the shaking hands and kissing babies goes. Uh, the, the established relationships I made through that is what brought me to Paducah through Higdon. Um, I'm a 2016 Team World Live duck calling champion. Um, I work for Higdon Outdoors. I function as the corporate relations manager here. I do everything from customer service, sales, manage our social media accounts, get to talk to good people at DU on a frequent basis, which is pretty cool. And uh, I'm the general manager for power calls, uh, attune calls, sell calls, and uh, as well as uh, manager for for Momarsh uh, sales and customer service, social media. Uh, So really just about anything, depending on what day, day it is of the week, I've got a bunch of hats. So uh, I'm blessed to be able to dabble in just about every aspect of what we do here at Higdon. Uh, co-host a TV show, Higdon Outdoors Television. Um, yeah, there's a, there's a lot going on, but I wouldn't have it any other way. You know, we're we're excited to have you here on the podcast just because you do have such a wide birth of knowledge here. You know, like you mentioned, everything from, you know, Main Street to me calling champion. Uh, I think last time I had you on, you know, I was really kind of picking your brain about some spec calling tips. And mm-hmm. and today I really want to get into, you know, the nuts and bolts of Higdon. And you brought up, you know, how you interact with the Ducks Unlimited folks on a regular basis. Uh, and m- most importantly, you know, our corporate relations team, uh, our corporate partners, uh, corporate partnership teams have, you know, have, have a great relationship with you guys because you guys are, you know, a very important corporate partner of Ducks Unlimited. Can you kind of talk about, um, or just tell us about how, you know, that relationship started and how it's blossomed and really how it's going? Of course. Yeah. So Higdon Outdoors being the official, uh, waterfowl decoy of Ducks Unlimited and corporate partners is a big deal for us because, um, on our decoys, a percentage of, of the proceeds of every box of decoys purchased by the end consumer goes to Ducks Unlimited through Higdon Outdoors to help in conservation efforts. So that's a big deal for us because without folks like Ducks Unlimited and, and conservation groups, we don't get to continue to reap the benefits of, of the, uh, the mother nature's duck population. So we're happy to give back. It's a great relationship, but from a, a grassroots level, for what I do and deal with on a daily basis with Ducks Unlimited, it's the relationships, the regional directors, talking to them, seeing what you know products work well at their banquets and events. And then also they help us make better products based off of their feedback. 
that they're getting from from their event attendees. Um, and then also the corporate side of things with uh, the folks in merchandising and fundraising and DU Magazine and podcast. Um, you, it's kind of the the in the know thing. You know, we're we're talking about products. We're talking about biology. We're talking about science. We're talking about events. What people care about when it comes to duck hunting, Ducks Unlimited has their hand in in the basket, and we're just happy to to be a part of that with with Ducks Unlimited to uh, further the future of of waterfowl hunting. So for us, it's half pleasure, half business, and. Uh, Really, when you mix the two together, they say if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. So the DU relationship for me from the Higdon side, being a corporate partner, managing that relationship with, with you guys is is pleasure. It definitely is. It, it's really cool. It's things that I love. And we're just happy to be a part of such a strong organization that's doing so much to give back to wetland conservation. Yeah, and I'm sure you know it is all pleasure and and fun and a mix of business and and pleasure there until until you start getting the late night emails from uh, from Chris Jennings at DU Magazine asking detailed questions about you know very specific decoy. Uh, you know, I think just recently we went back and forth on the Alpha Sleeper full body Canada goose, and uh, you know that's something that I appreciate and I appreciate you, you know, being able to, you know, provide product when we need it for the magazine. It's important for our, our readers. And, uh, and now we can kind of transition that into the podcast where, you know, we do a lot of product coverage. You know, I, I handle a lot of that from the editorial side in the print and on digital, you know, but one thing, there's only so much space in a magazine, you know, there's only so mm-hmm. much you can, you can really put in there. And, and what I'd like to do here is kind of really discuss in detail some of these products that, that we, we've, we've had in the magazine, we promote, I know you guys are out, like you said, you know, you're out there even at events and um, working with RDs talking about products and how to either improve them or how to use them in the best way. But, you know, let's just get into, you know, the Higdon duck decoys. And we're talking the most recent battleship version that you guys have come out with. And uh, kind of explain how you guys came up with the battleship and then how you have tied these into what you're referring to as power packs and and which ones are flocked and foam filled. And there's different variations, but I really want our listeners to kind of get an idea of how you guys approach. Hey, you know, we're going to come out with this new decoy and, and here's the battleship. This is our latest and greatest. Honestly, the best the best way to explain that and the static decoy lineup that we have here at Higdon is is really a quick story of how I stumbled upon it. I was 16 years old, got asked to go help guide for gentleman Charles Petty in Northeast Arkansas. Went up there and, and he had a whole spread of battleships. And if anyone here is familiar with the battleship, it is a oversized duck decoy. It's foam filled. Um, I get out there, sun comes up, and I look at the spread that was already put out for me. And there are these huge duck decoys and they're bright and dark. And Charles, what is this thing? What, what is, it doesn't, you know, it, it's superficial. It really is. And he explained it to me. And, and I think this is the best way to explain it is, Brooke, those are battleships. You know, a decoy that ducks can see is more valuable than a decoy that ducks can't. And then when you mix in the factor of, of a guiding situation, people shoot decoys, they don't sink. So the battleship uh, decoy at Higdon is our staple um, and really, uh, all of our other decoy sizes, the standard, the full size, the magnums, uh, have spiraled off the battleship. But it's a, the Higdon Outdoors static decoy line is big, beautiful, foam-filled decoys that are meant to be seen. We're, we're known for our play on contrast, brighter, brighter, lighter colors, and then darker, darker colors because it's a contrast game. Birds can see them, and then you have a bigger footprint with a larger size decoy. They can be seen from a further distance. And you mix in foam filled with that and, and you don't have to worry about 
uh, shooting your decoys or more importantly, uh, your friends that swear they didn't do it, shooting your decoys. So <laughs> that's the Higdon Outdoors decoy lineup is big and beautiful and indestructible, just like a battleship. That's awesome. And in some of these battleships, there's different variations that that have flocked heads. What are you hearing from people who are getting these flocked heads? You know, do they like that darker contrast with the flocking or, or how important is that to hear the, the flocked head version of this? Yeah. So, I mean, flocked heads aren't for everybody. Yeah, they look they look better, uh, but more importantly, they uh, when you start talking about scientific data of you know light reflective value, it's a it's a scale that the government uses for signs on the interstates. There's got to be a contrast there, and when you start talking about light reflective value, it's how much light is reflected off of an object. And flocked heads are flocked because they absorb sunlight, so it looks darker. So a mallard mallard drake's head that's green in the bright sunlight, a darker head. Uh, theoretically, not that I know what birds see or that anybody can really uh, know with, with any uncertainty of what a bird sees, but a flocked head is more realistic than a painted head, but they're not for everybody because some people are rough on their gear like I am, and, and you do have to be careful with flocked heads because you know even though our flocked heads are tough, uh, the sun will eventually fade them. Uh, they will get dirty and they're harder to clean, but on all of our flocked head decoys in the battleship line, they have replaceable heads. So you can replace them uh, should you not uh, take care of your decoys. But flocked heads just look better. You just have to make make sure you're taking good care of them. Uh, they'll, they'll last three or four years, you know, even if you're rough on them. But if you're looking for a decoy that you want to last a very long time, uh, painted heads are a little bit more durable, of course, because you don't have to baby them quite as much. Yeah, I'll be honest. I'm I'm rough on uh, flocked head decoys. I have uh, that's just my personal issue that uh, I've been trying to improve on. And I even got you know I've gotten different bags to uh, to try and and make a conscious effort to be more delicate with my decoys. And and that's something that I've had to get past now that I've moved into some some different flocked head decoys. So, uh, but I do sure. I think they look great. Uh, just that even that like you said the darker contrast with that that flocking is uh, it really gives you a different look and, and something that's a little little more realistic at times. We kind of talked about the battleship mallet. You guys have a wide variety of species and you know anybody can can hop on higdendecoys.com and check out the wide variety of different species but i want to kind of move into a different variation of you know even just the mallard uh your your guys is full body mallards and and you guys have mm-hmm. four or five different variety packs of those for uh for people to check out and and kind of get into that design of the full body and you know there's uh, so many different head poses that you guys, mm-hmm. and I like that. I think it's cool to have the variation of head poses rather than just the standard resting head. Uh, kind of get into a little bit about, you know, how you guys go about promoting those as the next best thing or, you know, something that uh, hunters can look at to really change the look of their spread. Yeah. So full body decoy, you know, and, and take this with a grain of salt because I'm only 29 years old. So it's <laughs> not like, um, you know, uh, the gray fox that knows everything about the evolution decoys uh, but a full body duck is is in my opinion the most realistic variation of a duck decoy you've got a three-dimensional aspect you've got a bigger profile you've got super realism is what a full body duck offers and in a setting where you can you don't have to float a decoy or shallow shore placement a full body duck just adds that element of realism because it looks like a duck and then when you t- start talking about what higdon's known for the contrast bright white mallards dark hands, uh, you know, flocked heads, all those things. Um, it looks like a duck, but they're made to get attention from birds. So, uh, with that being said, a full body is going to give you a bigger impact in your spread, especially when you start talking about 
the shadows cast off of a full body versus a floater or any other type of decoy, the motion you get, it's super realism and it looks like a duck, quacks like a duck, swims like a duck. You know, it's got to be a duck, right? So how could you go wrong? Tell me a little bit about the uh, the motion stakes that you guys have. You guys have an apex motion stake that goes with, you know, your full bodies and, and some different variations of that. How do those stakes keep movement in these full body spreads? Sure. So the apex motion system is something we integrated into the decoy line um, last year. Uh, late 2018 is when some of the first ones came out. But it is a stake system that has uh, not a quadrant system, if you will, but it's a trident. So it's got three pegs on the top of that stake uh, that allow the decoy to be placed in a way where you're going to get uh, motion. The decoy is never going to spin around on you, but it'll stay within an 80 degree, 70 to 80 degree window there. And that decoy is going to move back and forth and, and very light wind. that decoy, when it sits on top of that stake, you're going to get great motion. The decoy is going to bob around. Uh, it's going to, for lack of a better term, bobble, if you will, head to tail. And then also you're going to get the linear motion left to right. Uh, depending on which direction you want the decoys facing or not facing, you can choose that. But it's just a, it's just another uh, very important aspect of decoys, especially full bodies. Motion is key, and uh, I'm sure we'll get into that here in a little bit. But just like water motion on a you know duck decoy spread, when you start talking about fields and and dry field situation where full bodies are are applicable, having decoys that move we'll put more ducks on the dinner table. I mean, there's no doubt about it. You know, that kind of leads me into, I'm, I'm, I'm glancing briefly at, at so many different variations of goose decoys that you guys offer. And, and just as kind of a curious, what's your guys' most popular uh, goose decoy? Is it the floaters or is it the full body? What, what are you seeing people you know, kind of lean towards? When you talk about goose hunting and more particularly your Canada goose hunter, uh, full bodies are, are king there. As far mm-hmm. as volume goes, you know, this, this is a multifaceted double-edged sword question because both are really popular. The, the Higdon floater goose decoys are popular because a lot of people hunt water. And then on the other hand, uh, your goose hunters want full bodies, of course, for that super realism. Um, so I know without any doubt in my mind that the, the full body goose is more popular when you look at that category. But I think that's just because more people are hunting geese in a dry field situation or shallow water situation. And they'll, they'll reach for a full body for that, that realistic approach versus a floater um give them a little edge in the game with a full body so the the number one is apex full-size canada goose from higdon it's our full size it replicates a um a full-size goose if you will it's not a not a lesser but it's not you know your giant western canada goose it's somewhere in between but it's built for a numbers game so it's it's a decoy that can very easily be transported it's an appropriate size it's the size of a quote-unquote migrator canada goose Mm -hmm. um so it's a it's just your go-to. It's it's about the numbers. It's about the realism. It's got the most detail in the carving of any of our Canada Goose decoys. Uh, it's the newest Canada Goose decoy that Higdon's released, and that's why it's probably the most popular. It's just because it's our best foot forward in that lineup, um, and it seems to be rocking and rolling. And, and we've seen a lot of pictures on social media that we get tagged in of uh, some smiles and some heavy straps over them. So <laughs> that would be the the number one there in the goose lineup is the apex full-size Canada goose. Very cool. You know, growing up in Indiana, I did a lot of Canada goose hunting and uh, had garages full of Canada goose decoys. And and one of the things that 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 I was a big fan of were the shells. Mm-hmm. And and really, I, I was probably hunting right before the full body craze really took off. So I think most people were hunting with shells and you guys offer a couple different variations of shells. Um, but how are people sure. using those to just kind of fill in? I mean, are you getting some feedback from customers who are using the shells as just like, 
you know, filling in some space? Yeah, they're great. They're great for uh, adding numbers to your spread. And, and really shells, in my opinion, are uh, most impactful in a late season situation where you're hunting the edge of a uh, frozen body of water and you can put those shells in a sleeper pose and just looks really realistic. But shells are a great way uh, for, for multiple reasons to add more uh, add a bigger footprint to your, your decoy setup just because they're they're very easy to transport. They're small. They, they take up a little room in the trailer, the bed of the truck, and you can deploy them and, and you get from a bird's eye view, you get, you know, a bigger impact there. So you get um, super realism. And then also they're they're very uh, economically priced uh, because there's not a base and the other half of the decoy associated with that and cost of manufacturing. So shells are a great way to add numbers to your spread as as fillers or another element or or dimension to your spread from a bird's eye view at a very you know low price point and a very uh easy way to to do that so shells are always going to have a place in a decoy spread for those two reasons but quite honestly i mean you look at a field of canada geese or specks or snows especially whenever they're in a relaxed position like you'd want your decoys to, to be most of the time uh, so you're not scaring birds away. It's realism. I mean, you'll have birds that, that land and they're aggressive and they feed and they eat and they walk up to the shore and they take a nap because they're bloated. Shells do a great job of that. So uh, I'm a fan of shells, uh, mainly because it's a great way to add numbers to your spread and adds a whole nother element of realism. Yeah. And I was a big fan of shells. Uh, and a lot of that had to do with, it was pre four wheeler day too. And, and, you know, in Indiana, most of the farmers don't want you driving a four wheeler out, um, in the field. And so, you know, we were packing all this stuff in and, and many times it was, uh, several hundred yards through a peanut buttery cornfield that we're, you know, dragging gear and, and being able to drag out six or seven dozen shells was, was much easier on your back than, uh, than, than dragging out the full bodies. But, uh, but no, I mean, that, that was, that was certainly my go-to, um, you know, with the popularity of, uh, white fronted geese and, and the kind of explosion of the hunting of those in several areas, especially in, you know, areas that haven't had them before. Are you guys seeing, you know, the, your speckle belly decoy numbers just, you know, are they just flying out the door right now? They are. Yeah. You know, and then that's everybody who has listened to the, our first podcast uh, a year ago or, or is, is, is familiar with me. I, I live and breathe for, for specs. I mean, that's what <laughs> I do. Um, I, I love it. If I had to pick one thing to hunt the rest of my life, that would, it, that's exactly what it would be. Um, and I'm, I'm happy to, tell you that the spec decoy project is what got me my job here at Higdon. I picked up the phone and reached out to Higdon, wanted to help them make a better spec decoy. That was six years ago. And, uh, I'm happy to see that product line up double <laughs> over double since I've started working here, but it's because the population's increasing. They're showing up. People have them, uh, where they haven't had them before. So, you know, the Canada goose migration, uh, being, uh, a little sidetracked, if you will, and, and, and held up, uh, in, in some of the Southern states, they're not getting them like they used to. You've got a, a, a plethora of goose hunters out there that love goose hunting that their Canada goose population is, is not necessarily what it was in the eighties, um, for multiple reasons. So now they've got specs and they want to go chase geese. So they're selling their Canada goose decoys, uh, and they're buying spec decoys cause they love goose hunting and, and that's their new goose. So absolutely. Uh, Spec numbers as far as decoy sales or are through the roof. And, and I think it's just a it's a complete assimilation to the increased population of speckle belly geese in North America. You know, you and I were talking offline before we got on. You and I are both hunt in Arkansas um, quite a bit. And that kind of 
transition into this full-on spec hunting operation, um, you see a lot of a lot of hunters doing that, and and really, you know, taking advantage of of the opportunities that are presented with these large numbers of white fronts that are showing up in Arkansas and you know even parts of Missouri, especially and Southeast Missouri. I mean, it's a it's a full-on game. I mean, it's it's pretty interesting to kind of watch this unfold, and and now even Arkansas kind of extended their season. We lost a bird, but extended the season um, to give us more days in the field and it's it's been pretty good and i'm sure that you know there's there are hunters all over these states that are utilizing um your your own personal pet project here of the the spec decoys from higdon of course yeah and you know and it's a it's a game of numbers right you know before my time uh growing up hunting when i first got my driver's license 15 years ago all this the greater white front of goose used to be Katy prairie in southeast texas then then it kind of drug over and the population increased in south louisiana gaydon Louisiana, you know, and, th- and that was more of my time. I caught the back end of it. Then it kind of shifted up towards southeast and northeast Arkansas and into the Boot Hill of Missouri um, here in the last few years, based off of some of the reports I've seen DU release. And, and you know, it, it, it's the definition of insanity. I hunted specs growing up in South Louisiana because that's what we had. Uh, you you kind of got to be a little bit insane if, if you're in South Louisiana or southeast Arkansas and you're there duck hunting without any focus on specs and you've got zero ducks landing in your duck spread, but you've got 20,000 specs sitting on the farm you're hunting. Why would you not be chasing them? Oh yeah. And you know, the, the, the reality is, is they make pretty awesome table fare as well. So, uh, you know, the reward is definitely worth the effort. If no one has ever just gone on a spec hunt, book a trip with an outfitter, Call a buddy who has a little bit of expertise in that or, or just dabble in it. Buy yourself a spec call. Leave the duck decoys at home. Set up on some. It is one of the funnest birds to hunt. It's the closest thing to turkey hunting in the waterfowl world, in my opinion, as you can get. Just the way they interact with a call, um, the show that they put on, the interaction with the vocalization, back and forth with the bird and the hunter. And then also the table fare is pretty hard to beat. only thing I've had better than, than speckle goose is probably sandhill crane, but we don't get a ton of those in Western Kentucky or Arkansas. So I'll, I'll stick with the specs for now. All right, let's, uh, we'll move on to a conversation that I've really kind of been looking forward to and something that I think it's a big topic of conversation with hunters everywhere. And you, you kind of hinted on it with the full bodies, but you know, we're talking motion and motion is key in any spread, you know, it adds realism, you know, it's definitely along with the spinning wing decoy, you know, which you guys, you guys have some options there for hunters, but there's, but you guys have come out with so many different options, so many variations on this. And I kind of wanted to hint at this because this is really one of my favorite products to use. And, and it's the, the pulsator, the excess pulsator that you guys have, and you have variations of it, of mallards, pintails, you know, there's even a goose pulsator, but, but let's talk about that pulsator and how, how, you guys brought that to market and what kind of the plan was and then and how people are responding to it yeah so the the pulsator is it's become a household name and 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 here's the deal with with the pulsator it's not that it's the the magic uh the magic trick by any means but what it does is the magic trick and that's water motion water motion water motion water motion birds don't get used to it it's realistic they finish over it ducks will never learn that water motion means danger in my opinion and the pulsator does a super great job of being very realistic from two foot away or 2,000 foot away to a duck and then putting motion on the surface of the water, bringing your other decoys to life, 
it helps you finish birds. It helps you attract birds. It looks more realistic, especially on days where it's not very windy and you can't hide the fact that your decoys aren't swimming around like real duck. Um, the pulsator has just done that for the hunter. And if you've never hunted with the pulsator, you're missing out because it, it really will put more ducks in, in your bag and realism. That's all it is. You know, Hig Higdon released the pulsator in the early 2000s. And it's been refined to what it is today with the excess pulsator, but it is just a super easy, cost-efficient way to make your decoys look like a duck. And from a bird's eye view, looking through drone footage and seeing multiple decoy spreads with, with pulsators in them from a distance, it just looks real. And to a duck, especially, you know, whenever they're not so uh, keen to finishing over spinning wings or, you know, they, they, they're getting kind of smart, you've got some stale birds, it is an excellent way to hit that reset button and give those ducks a sense of confidence that your decoy spread is real. And that's what the pulsator's done. You, you throw it out there, you know, it, it runs six hours, it charges for three. You put a Texas rig on it, you throw it in the water by your other decoys, and all of a sudden your decoy spread looks like ducks. Uh, you can't really go wrong with that. Uh, so the pulsator has done a great job of that. There, there's other products we make in our lineup that that do a good job of of, of adding water motion to your spread, but the pulsator is the best combination of realism and then water motion and then adding a visual motion aspect through water motion, making that water sheen when the sun shines on it because you've got ripples and throwing water in the air like a hungry mallard duck. It's, if I had to pick one decoy and I could only take one decoy hunting with me, it would be a pulsator and, and I would have a tough time choosing it, choosing otherwise just because of, of my experience with them. And then also the element of, of realism that it adds to a spread. Yeah. And you know, that element of realism really jumped out to me, uh, last year and I was hunting at a, a, a location that you were very familiar with. I ended up, um, hunting with Kelly powers at, at one of his blinds and, uh, we're not going to give away any total secrets of where it is or anything, but uh, I know he's, he's pretty protective of that. Um, but what he did with his decoys and, and I found it fascinating is he had these big clumps of decoys. So basically almost like a wad of decoys in and around the blind with enough obvious, you know, open water for uh, kind of landing areas. Um, but when we pulled up in the morning, he basically just went up to each clump of decoy and dropped in a, a, a pulsator. And so when you looked at it and I didn't really realize what it was when it was dark, but as the sun came up, I started looking and, and he had these big clumps and there's a pulsator in the middle of each one. And the whole spread looked like it was shifting back and forth, back mm -hmm. and forth, just from these, that pulsator, just kind of bouncing up and down, spitting water, you know, and it, it really added an element of motion, um, that I hadn't seen now. Now, granted, that's a, that's a pretty big decoy spread, <laughs> you know, is right. impressive in size and in motion, but, but with a big spread like that, it's, it's still important to have that motion. I just felt like it was so convenient for him to kind of pull up, throw the pulsator in, pull up to the next one, throw the pulsator in and then hop in the blonde. Like it was, um, you know, it was kind of just a set it and forget it type deal, but with just a significant amount of motion. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of that, you know, I, I spent a lot of time hunting without a pulsator before I was introduced to it. And, uh, you know, 2008, something like that. It, if you're where the ducks want to be, a lot of times it doesn't really matter. Right. But if, when you're running traffic or you're hunting on days with weather conditions that aren't ideal, uh, for example, no wind or it's cloudy and, and you, you need an element of realism to your spread, the pulsator gives you that. And it's just one less thing to worry about whether, no matter what the condition is, if you don't leave the house without a pulsator and you have it there, 
it's one less thing to worry about. Birds are going to finish better. Your decoy spread is going to look more realistic. They are going to finish better. I mean, it's just the pulsator brings your decoy spread to life. And if you go and spend some time looking at ducks, whether it's on a refuge or off the side of the road, anytime a duck or a body of ducks is not moving, look in one direction, and there's no ripples on the water, it's because they're scared and they're not content and something's wrong. And for a duck flying overhead, that doesn't look good. That just screams, yeah, something's up. So if your decoy spread is not moving and and there's not an element of realism there and birds aren't finishing, you may you may ask yourself why. And and I can tell you one thing, if you, if you add a pulsator or two to your spread, uh, it's one less thing to worry about. So I don't leave the house without one. And, and, not, and quite honestly, it's just because it's realistic. And if one works, five have to be better. Uh, we run a lot of pulsators, but it's for that reason. It's bring your decoy spread to life, finish more ducks, period. Yeah. And another great addition, um, one that I'm a big fan of, as well as the pulsator is the excess crazy kicker. Um, it's just mm-hmm. kind of a, you know, the, the feet spin, it's on a timer. It really just kind of flaps water. And this is one that I really like to use um, in timber. Um, you know, when, when I'm hunting timber and I need just a little a, additional motion in there, you know, even combining it with a, a jerk cord or something, but that having that crazy kicker just kind of flap water. And I think you even, even a couple years back, a uh, year or so ago, had made a comment on uh, an Instagram post that I made because a buddy of mine had one that wasn't, was not a Higdon brand. And it was, it was sad looking, man. And, and I knew it and I'd taken a picture of it kind of mock, you know, not mocking, but just like, look at this thing. And you're like, dude, I can get you you a better one than that like there's there's better options out there i'm not here to badmouth anybody uh especially our competitors we're thankful for them but the crazy kicker is lights out you know if i had to compare the crazy kicker to a pulsator it's a spinning foot decoy so the advantages of the crazy kicker over something like a pulsator or other products out there is you can run it in an inch of water Mm -hmm. uh, versus the pulsator takes six inches of water to run but it, it doesn't agitate the surface of the water as much so you're not going to get as big of a water ripple uh and and what i mean by that is it's not going to move as many decoys placed around it as a pulsator will but it will throw more water in the air and it, it looks like a bigger splash if you will from a bird's eye view so it's throwing more water in the air not necessarily moving as much uh water on the surface creating a ripple but it is a, a more superficial exaggerated version of a feeding duck in a traffic situation it works great uh, because it, it can be seen from a further distance than, than most out there. But, man, it, it'll run for over 10 hours. You can run it in an inch of water. Uh, it's pretty hard to beat the, the Crazy Kicker. Um, it's one of the few decoys outside of the Pulsator and the Crazy Kicker. As much as I like to spec hunt, and I, I find myself combo hunting ducks and specs a lot, you can finish specs over a Crazy Kicker. So to me, that I've done it time and time again, not having to worry about it. That tells me that it's realistic. Not that a speck is smarter than a mallard duck. We won't get into any of that. But <laughs> if a goose will finish over it, it's probably, probably good enough for a duck, in my opinion. But it's just a great way to add more motion to your spread. Uh, and they honestly complement the, the pulsator. Uh, if I had to pick, if I'm running two dozen decoys, I'm going to run two dozen power pack battleships, three black ducks, three mallard drakes per six pack. And then I'll run two pulsators, two crazy kickers. Um, that would be my ideal spread. Um, it, it's a, the crazy kicker is a great supplement for a spinning wing decoy because it throws so much water in the air. When the sun hits it, it looks like a four foot wide spinning wing. Um, and then as ducks get closer, you don't have wings, which the Leary Mallard duck uh, late season seems to have the dang playbook for what a spinning wing decoy is here recently. So it's a great way to great way to attract ducks. And then you don't have to worry about 
um, stale ducks getting used to a spinning wing decoy. So it's a great alternative to a spinning wing, in my opinion. And that's through the vessel of water motion versus spinning wing motion. Yeah, no, it's awesome. And, uh, you know, one thing I kind of want to transition to here is, you know, a lot of people out there may not even be aware that, you know, Higdon Outdoors acquired Momarsh, um, a very popular Mm -hmm. brand. Um, you know, throughout the country, but but Higdon Outdoors acquired Momarsh a couple years back, a few years back. Kind of talk about, you know, maybe briefly just touch on the Momarsh, the brand, um, how you guys have have taken over that brand and and what, you know, some of the the products that you guys have through that Momarsh brand. Sure. So, yeah, Momarsh is a, I mean, Momarsh is a category of its own. Yeah, we make boats and blinds and, and dog vests and, and several other items through the Momarsh line, but several years ago, uh, I was talking with Ben and John Higdon and we were talking about diversifying the Higdon brand and getting into blinds. And, and I, I just said, Hey, the best ones in the world are Momarsh. We should just buy them instead of trying to play second fiddle to them. It's hard to beat Momarsh, you know, and Momarsh, uh, I'm so glad we did because they are the most superior, uh, concealment products on the market and there it's a shallow water solution. So, you know, whether you're in a dry field or, or three foot of water, um, we've got items that will put you where the birds want to be and allow you to hide. So you don't have to worry about, um, not being able to hunt where the birds are. So, you know, the Invisalab is, is number one for Momarsh. It is the best dog blind ever made for, for our four legged, uh, hunting buddies. Um, it keeps your dog out of the water. It keeps them hidden better than anything else out there. And, and quite frankly, it's just comfortable. So it's very versatile, it's it's a product that has changed the game as far as concealing a dog and making sure your dog's comfortable because they deserve it. And then the other products, uh, Ira, the founder of Momarsh, uh, has done a great job with coming up with items such as the Invisiman, which is essentially the man version of an Invisilab. You can hunt anywhere in under three foot of water next to your dog and it's Invisilab and hide. <laughs> and and that, it sounds very simple, but Momarsh as a category uh, is a standalone thing. It, we created, Ira created a whole lineup of products that are within the same spaces like your layout blinds or your layout boats but that ground where no one had touched uh in the middle there of how do i hunt shallow water and hide uh, that's what momarsh is and that's what we've built the brand around and and i'm so happy to have momarsh here under the higdon outdoors roof because it, it's a product line that is second to zero i mean there's nobody else out there that makes a product that i'd feel confident in using and staying hidden and comfortable as Momarsh. Momarsh is, is, is king in my opinion. And, and I know a lot of our customers feel the same way. So we're thankful for that, but getting it here at Higdon, we're still working closely with Ira and our great team here, our engineering department here at Higdon and, and several others in the industry that contribute to the Momarsh's success and continued product lineup. Um, we, we came out with the, the Versa vest. It was a solution for the, the dog vest. I mean, so many years have gone by and there's hundreds of different variations of a waterfowl dog vest, but we felt like no one really solved the problem of ill-fitting dog vest. And, um, we brought the Versa vest to market and just like proper Momarsh fashion, we wanted to do things different and solve problems and, and create a better product for the end consumer. And we feel like we've done that for the Versa vest, just a vest that you can tailor fit to your dog without having to cut or glue it's just going to fit your dog and it's going to fit it appropriately like a wetsuit. It's not going to be too loose, no gaping holes. I mean, that is a, a definition of, of what Momarsh is, is just make products that people value, that actually work, that solve issues. And and we've done that for dogs and humans. And, and Momarsh is just a, 
uh, a juggernaut as far as brand loyalty. And when people see the name Mo Marsh on something, they know that that it's it's been put through the ringer. The people involved have made sure that it's done right and that it's good for the reason they're purchasing it. So we're happy as heck to have Mo Marsh um, as a company within the Hagen umbrella because as a hunter personally, uh, Mo Marsh is the only way to go. It's I've, I've owned them. Uh, before my time at Higdon and I still buy them today, even though I work at Higdon, just because it's, it's second to none. It really is. I'm a, a pretty big fan and, and you're, you're aware, you know, I, I hunt out of one of the ATX and Visalays, um, pretty regularly in Arkansas. Um, I'm not a huge, you know, hunting from the pit kind of guy. I'd, I'd prefer to find somewhere that I could use a, a blind of some kind. And that Invisalay really gives you the option to, you know, hunt flooded rice fields and, and shallow water options very conveniently. And I think people can take a look at all that stuff and see, you know, the Momarsh wide range of products there as well. That's the whole thought process and, and how Momarsh became to be is if you want an intimate experience on that hunt, you know, you can go hunt a big permanent line and nothing's wrong with that. Or you can go hunt uh, a tree line or, or whatever permanent setup you want. You can shoot ducks at 40 yards and that's great, you know there's nothing wrong with that. But if you want to go shoot ducks, um, at 10 yards and finish them, you have to be where the birds want to be and you have to stay hidden. And we want you to be comfortable while you do that. And that's what Mo Marsh is. It's come see what the ducks can't and it's a shallow water solution. So you can take that, whether it's an ATX Invisalay or Invisaman or Invisalab, you can find ducks are, you can not have to worry about having to hunt a big permanent blind or being limited to one side of the field, you can go get where those birds want to be and know that you're going to have an intimate experience with the, with the bird you're hunting and you're going to, you're going to fool them. And, and for a lot of hunters, that's, that's what success is. And that's what we offer through the Momarsh is just, you can go be where the birds want to be because they're never going to know they're, they're never going to know you're there because you're going to be able to hide in a manner that allows you to remain comfortable and you're going to fool more waterfowl. Yeah. And, and you're exactly right. I mean, it's, it's just, the it's really designed to be, um, the perfect solution and, and with the wide variety of products, it really gives people the option depending on the habitat and the hunting style that, that they are looking at to, to find the right solution to really get those ducks in close, stay hidden. And, uh, you know, it, like you said, it really becomes a much more intimate hunt when you're putting those, those ducks at about five yards off your feet. It's, uh, it's pretty impressive. It really is. And we're, we're just getting started. You know, we've got some really, really cool products that we're, we can't talk about today, but uh, <laughs> I'll drop a little teaser here for all of our listeners, but we've got some really innovative products coming to market next year. Um, we're just getting started. We've got some, some great stuff coming out and it's going to offer an, an even wider uh, variety of, of hunting possibilities for, for hunters out there. And, and I can't wait to share it with it with everybody. Very cool. And, and, you know, kind of the, the last thing I want to touch on here with you is power calls, um, a, mm -hmm. a, you know, fairly new uh, as well to the, you know, Higdon Outdoors umbrella, um, but kind of give people, give our listeners who may not be familiar with power calls, you know, a, a kind of a rundown of the full on. Sure. So power calls, it was a brainchild of Kelly Powers, uh, champion, champion, goose caller, world meat duck calling champion, um, he partnered with with Ben and John here at Higdon Outdoors to uh, make power calls. And, and the goal there was, let's make the best calls in the world. Let's make them out of innovative materials, such as hand-layered carbon fiber and medical-grade titanium tone boards and, and, and guts. And and that's what we did. In 2016, we launched power calls underneath Higdon, Higdon uh, umbrella. And we made the most popular designs that are sought after uh, by by many. 
out of better materials than wherever off offered. So they're more durable. Uh, you get uh, better sound reverberation through uh, the modulus of elasticity formula that we that we went through. A lot of scientific data to make a better call, game call, um, and that's what that's what power calls is. We've got goose calls, uh, Canada goose calls, uh, snow goose calls, duck calls. We've got teal calls. We've got spec calls. Uh, we've offer calls in acrylic and, and carbon fiber, titanium and woods. Uh, and we've got a molded line, which is, uh, we call it a premium molded line. They're molded polycarbonate acrylic calls that are a very affordable price, uh, 50 to $60 that are premium designs that are still hand tuned by world champions. So every call that leaves this building, is, is tuned by a world champion. Uh, Power Calls launched in 2016, and we've got, I think it's, don't quote me on this, I believe it's six or seven world championships uh, in in four years through Power Calls. So, so, I mean, not that that necessarily means you've made it by any means, but the calls being used are, uh, are calls that are bringing success not only in the field, but on the world's biggest calling stages. And we just care about it. We, we wanted to make premium calls, uh, done right. And, and that's what we've done here at Power Call. So if you're not familiar with Power Calls, uh, go check it out. We've got something from just about everybody. And uh, we've got a bunch of new calls that we're coming out with here soon that uh, that are, are going to fill in some of the gaps where we not, may not have the appropriate uh, fit for everybody. But we're going to solve that here soon. And we're releasing some new calls, new materials, new designs uh, built for different styles of hunting. So we're we're ever growing. We've got, we've got plenty going on over here between Higdon, Momarsh, Power Calls, and, and we've got a lot of exciting things going on, but um, we're continuously raising the bar, and, and Power Calls is, is, uh, is doing a great job of that in the waterfowl call market, as well as turkey calls, elk calls, those things as well. Did, or just, just give everyone an idea of where they can find some of these products. If people want to go and just check it out, um, you know, where can they find them? Not only at your website, but you know, also some of your, your dealers out there. Of course, yeah. We've we power calls, Mo Marsh and Higdon are, are in just about every major sporting goods store in North America, as well as uh, other countries as well. So check with your local dealer. Uh, I'd be willing to bet if, where, wherever you normally go to buy shotgun shells or or uh, decoys, um, you'll you'll probably find our stuff in there. If not, they can get it. Just have them call me. But you can go to our our website, HigdonOutdoors.com. You can look at our dealer map, find a local dealer near you. Uh, there's probably one within arm's reach of you, and if not. You can find the products on HigdonOutdoors.com, MoMarsh.com, or Power-Calls.com, um, or you can pick up the latest DU magazine. You'll probably see a bunch of products in there as well. But uh, if anybody has any questions, feel free to check out the website, email us, call us here at the office. Uh, we're happy to help anybody and answer questions for them at any time. Awesome, man. I appreciate you joining me today. This has been fantastic. It's a great insight into everything Higdon Outdoors, Momars, Power Calls, um, you know, really exciting products and, and some great stuff for, for hunters out there to find. Absolutely, Chris. It's always a pleasure. And thank you and all of our listeners for everything that they do for the ducks and, and their contributions and efforts that, that we're, we're putting forward right now are, are going to sustain the great sport we love, the passion that we love. For, for down the road for the next generation. So as, as always, it's a pleasure and I can't thank you enough for everything you and Ducks Unlimited do for us and the community of waterfowl hunters. I'd like to thank my guest, Brooke Richard from Higdon Outdoors for joining us today and running through the full line of Higdon Outdoors products. I'd like to thank our producer, Clay Baird, for doing a fantastic job of getting the podcast out to you. And I'd like to thank you, the listener, for joining us today and supporting Wetlands Conservation.
Thank you for listening to this episode of the DU Podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show and visit www.ducks.org slash DU Podcast for resources based on today's topics, as well as access to more episodes. Opinions expressed by guests do not necessarily reflect those of Ducks Unlimited. Until next time, stay tuned to the Ducks.